you know, but for today's topic, and we're talking about uncivilized world, and you know, there's definitely going to be a lot that we're going to be able to put into this show with just the way the world's been going, but also to kind of you know get some history on just the different points of view and and the, how this world has just kind of come about throughout ge different generations. So there's still that stigma there. So, you know, so many things that we're trying to get off, you know, like so many things that's been passed down to us, you know, that we haven't really had a chance to just clear ourselves of because it's always brought up in different ways. So, you know, I feel like this is a way for us to kind of, you know, get those things out and also hope, hopefully help to create solutions or ideas that'll work. Yeah. And what I, what I wanted to hit on on this subject right here was like, how we have a PC culture, but has it really made us even more civilized? Have it, we we, we want to go out the way and respect every types of separate groups, but we still see the carnage that's going on in today's society. We still see more so than ever people are, like certain races are, are getting killed more by the hands of, of police officers, whether it's justified or unjustified, that's not the issue. But we still see it going on today. We still see people out here carrying on uh, uh, either uh, racial racial epithets towards people and slurring insults. And it, it goes both ways between black and white. And it's like we're putting one race down to uplift another vice versa back and forth and it's like okay if we're going to be a egalitarian society what what is it that we have to do in order to meet in the middle it's like we, we, we it's like one wants to be dominant over the other whether it be race creed gender ethnicity whatever whatever specialized special group or identity group you identify with and that's what people are doing today this and it seems like when people identify with groups they're distancing themselves from being more uh, egalitarian, e equal uh, equal society. So that's the thing that I brought this whole this whole topic up about. It's like the more that we put ourselves into divisive groups, the more that is dividing us. It's not bringing us together. Yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. And you know, you speak about the, the division between whether it's your race or whatever political group you have, and I want to read off of statistics um, from lawsuit.org, you know, right now, the the major point that is being made is about the hate crimes. You know, there's a bill that just got passed by, um, you know, the president. And, you know, it was it's, it's in lieu of what's been going on with the, you know, Asian hate crimes. And I, I have some more stuff that I'm, I'm going to bring about in this show as well, uh, talking about that point. But I want to read something off from lawsuit.org. It it details the different races and then the anti-hate uh, crimes that are against, uh, like their top three uh, violences against or victims of, of those crimes. So for African-Americans, 29.8% are anti-white. So these are actions towards, you know, uh, groups of, the, you know, that group of people, you know what I'm saying, that anti-white and like that's that's basically what the, the the issue is, you know. It's like whatever caused them to do that, they just did it because they have an issue with that group, and then that's what came out. So you got anti-white. Uh, second is anti-gay, which is at eighteen point seven percent, and then third is anti-lesbian, anti-Hispanic at eight point three percent. So they, you know, they list off, you know, the the top three uh, categories for the the race itself, and then the people who have been targeted or actions been that they have done against another race for white people it's anti-african-american you know so their actions are you know anti-african-american so 38 percent and for anti-gay is 8.2 percent and anti-hispanic is 7.9 percent mm. for hispanic people against for anti-black is 32.3 percent anti-gay is 21.3 percent and anti-white is 6.5%. So just in those two categories alone, it, you know, 
just reading off that, you would think, okay, well, the last two categories is saying by, you know, the, the, the numbers they have, it seems like black people are already at a disadvantage because, you know, of the crimes being done against them, which we still have to uphold the things we're doing as wrong as well by these yeah. same statistics. So it's not me trying to alleviate uh, one to benefit the other, like you was just saying earlier about how, the, you know, you can be divisive of saying, well, I'm part of this, I'm part of that. You know, you still have to hold everybody's feet to the fire when they're doing wrong, even in your own community. For Asian American, it's anti-gay, anti-African-American, and anti-Jew. Well, anti-gay and anti-African-American are at 19.1%. Anti-Jewish is at 14.3%. And then anti-Asian-American is 7.1%. So these are people, so they even have a percentage against their own people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is from lawsuit.org. So, uh, and I have other statistics and other things I will be bringing about in this show because this is one where I want to debunk you know, certain things that are going on and being said in the media and actually speak on uh, how the media can cause certain things to happen in society and they can be having misleading information. So I just wanted to point that out real quick. They, they skew a lot of things in the media. That's And that's, and that's the basis for this whole problem is like why it's a lot of, uh, of uncivilized of uncivilized people or, or we or we don't get, alive, we'll get along in a civilized manner because they're putting propaganda out there that's saying that this 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 race is predestined or proportioned to do this or we have just it's a lot of stuff flashing in the media where it's like you know they're putting out things about people and people are eating this stuff up and they can't make their own discernment of what's what's really going on in the world people watch the news so much and they feed into this stuff and it's like okay well I'm going to go out here because this is what they said about this person on the news. And that can bring about prejudice and bigotry of what the stuff they're putting out there on the news. And people go out and they act out and they live out this stuff from stuff from social media and the news. And it's a lot of propaganda going on. Exactly. is, And and speaking about that media propaganda, I also want to point out another point as well. So from datasociety.net, they actually speak on media manipulation. They Mm -hmm. detail about about how they examine groups and and cultures of the internet to turn strengths of the free society into vulnerabilities ultimately threaten threatening expressive freedoms and civil rights you know they also speak about just the way that media manipulation can catalyze social change so uh dissent and challenge the stability of social institutions you know basically causing waves of people to be enraged and then they're not understanding the root of of what you know that those issues are you're being told one part of the story but then you're not going back and doing your due diligence to know what else is going on which creates havoc which creates you know people riding at the the capital because they feel okay we're we're, we've been done wrong by you know the system and now we want to take it back and then you don't even understand everything that has has gone to certain bills is being passed or whatever it is the, the issue that you actually feel that you're fighting against. So, you know, we have a lot of that going on as well. Mm. And, and also uh, before I let you go, I also want to read that. They also speak on media manipulation tactics include planting and or amplifying misinformation and disinformation using humans, trolls, uh, bots, you know, targeting journalists or public figures. I'm gonna read that one more time, targeting journalists or public figures, for social engineering, psychologically, psychological manipulation, gaming, trending and ranking algorithms and coordinating actions across multiple user accounts to force topics, to force topics, keywords or questions into public conversations. Now, if that's not happening in today's time, I don't know what else is. OK, well, I have some things here that I'm just looking up. It's uh, uh, why do civilizations fall and why do modern civilizations fall? I think. But see, I'm, I'm going to go on, my, on a little, it's not a rant or a tangent or anything, but it's just like, I think more so now than ever, we're so comfortable in Western society and we are so comfortable with the advanced technology and things that we have going on that we don't stop to look and to really feel what what people and look and see what people are going through. We have a lot of 
uh, of artificial intelligence that they're trying to um, bring into the new world here. And it's like, we're not thinking for ourselves. We don't have the mind to think for ourselves. We let computers think for us. We let smartphones take over and, and think for us. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the, um, the uh, things that's taken over, that's taken over emotional intelligence is artificial intelligence. And that we don't stop to think and stop to feel what we need to do. And we don't have these, we don't go out and we don't really talk to people. We don't know how to have emotional intelligence. We don't know how to step step back and feel. People think it's like a, a, a soft thing. It's like a, a thing that shows weakness, but e emotional intelligence is intelligence period. That's one, of the, that's one of the facets of intelligence. And and to be able to feel and empathize with other people are going through, it's like, okay, well you have this feeling of this intelligence where it's like, okay, well, we, you know, how can I say it? It, it, it's it's feeling what other another person feels, but like you also have to have discernment and be analytic too. It comes with along with watching people. You got to be analytical also, and make discernments and make intelligent decisions and critical have critical thinking about who you're dealing with. But today we go off we go off and we just make assumptions about people and we just go off pure emotion and we're just and that's how you get uncivilized people because you know it goes back to that machine. Uh, and it goes back to an agenda where you have people that they just go off something that the media says and then they're, they're going off emotion and it's like, oh, OK, well, shit, um, I'm just going to go off raw emotion because what this person said over here and they don't have their own intelligence to to discern what what's going on to decipher what's going on. Exactly. So and these are things that we're facing. And have you have you heard of the critical race theory? No, I haven't heard of that. Okay, so uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, she is the one who coined the term uh, "critical uh, race theory," and uh, from mm -hmm. American Bot, from AmericanBot.org, it, it just talks about how it's the practice of interrogating the role of race and racism in society that emerged in the legal academy and spread to other fields of scholarship. You know, and it's basically understanding. Because right now you have bills that are being put out by certain states that are just mm -hmm. saying that, hey, we, we want to ban critical race theory. I don't know if you've probably seen that on CNN or anything like that, but there is, you know, states that they're they're banding together to say, hey, we don't want to talk about that. And one governor, uh, Governor Kevin Stitt, a uh, Republican from Oklahoma, he recently signed the H HB 1775, uh, which is a bill that claims to combat racism uh, and, and sexism in the state's public schools. It bans teachers from promoting the idea that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, you know? And then basically it's like, he doesn't, they don't want the teachers to make students feel like because of what your ancestor did, now you're supposed to take up, you know, everything for that. And another thing that the bill also is trying to instruct educators to emphasize is that although like say for instance, perpetrators of Tulsa, they want to they want to give example like for Tulsa, right? You you understand what happened in Tulsa, how they how they bombed it and you know yeah. uh, massacred and slaughtered so many people. So for instance, they're saying that they want educators to emphasize that although the perpetrators of Tulsa race massacre did bad things, their actions did not shape the world we live in. So you know, so just reading that statement is just like, how did that not? affect the world we live in when there could have been generational wealth that came from there they could have moved to different countries different parts of this state and and you know build up other areas and it's and it's and that's the thing that we're having an issue with we want to unite but we also want to keep certain things in the dark you got to take everything out that closet to be able to figure out hey what's really going on whatever skeletons you have in your closet hey there is it's eventually going to be what's holding you back so um, I just wanted to bring that um, into the equation as well about the critical race theory and also bills passed against it. So, and what you think about that? Well, uh, you say criminally Crenshaw. The name didn't ring a bell to I, I, so she came up with intersectionality. She came up with the with the uh, with the with the uh, the whole psychological term or, or the whole term of intersectionality. She came up with it like I think 1988, and this is the point of when I was talking about 
how certain groups are like divided and intersectionality is the, the definition is like the interconnected nature of social categorization such as race class gender as to apply to a given individual group regarded as creating overlapping or independent systems of discrimination or disadvantage and what she does she i, I believe she uses this as saying like okay i'm a black woman that is that be that is discriminated against and that i i, I can i can be discriminated against twice because i'm a woman and i'm black but it's like the whole picture like if you want it my whole thing of this is like the whole picture is like how can i explain this if you want if you want like an equal society you wouldn't really go to label yourself as a certain minority of the same thing like okay if we're all working together as black people you wouldn't separate yourself as okay i'm a black woman but then you have black men out there that are disproportionately getting murdered by police let me bring that statistic up so people won't be on my head about that hold on let me see yeah and 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 why you why you looking for that i i do have a, a statistic statistic i would like to uh pull out real quick and it's from nature.com and Basically, uh, it says based on two million nine one one calls in uh, two U.S. cities, it's reported that white officers dispatched to black neighborhoods fired their guns five times as often as black officers dis dispatched for the similar calls to the same area. Mm -hmm. So, if they're both working in the same department, you know, same station, all that, and one group is going out and you know they're not using their guns as much other and, and i've heard somebody say hey well they don't have that connection with with that group they don't have they didn't grow up with them and i understand that but did, did you grow up somebody teaching you right from wrong hey you just don't and i understand as a cop you're trained a certain way but when you're disproportionately uh taking people out and th for those that are doing everything you're asking them to do even the confusing uh you know the, the confusing like questions or things you will ask them and then if they're not answering right or doing what you want them to do now you're mad at them and it's just like either you're afraid or you're nervous whatever the case may be but we're looking for you to uphold the law and i understand that there's people out here who are committing crimes so they should be dealt with accordingly but they should also have a, a day in court not just as soon as you know you get around them and it feels like they're closer to death than they are to having to see the next day so um, it's just, you know, definitely a, a crazy world we're living in right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find that right now about the whole situation. But like what I, as I was saying, it's just like it's just it's a disproportionate number between black men and black women. But you can look this stuff. Up. I'm trying to come up with, with the statistics right now, but I, I haven't really done any research. I wanted to talk off the cuff, but yeah, you know. Uh, yeah and and also too you know not just to stay on this but also um it's also stated that you know you hear people oh defund the police and you know they need you know they need to be fired whatever case like that and it also states here that let alone firing a police officer is notoriously difficult in the united states union contracts give officers protections that have been tied to increased misconduct so the reason why you have officers just doing things off the cuffs and feeling like no remorse is because they have union contracts that protect them you know and mm -hmm. that's why it's good to do your research on why do they feel you know why do some officers feel empowered to just take the law into their own hands and then it seems like nothing is done about it you know so you have to read these different bylaws to see what goes into uh them being able to feel that empowered to do that mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's another thing you bring up about um having uh i cannot get my words together today usually i'm on point uh, about having uh a police having the police uh defunding the police um is that that would be a lot of civil unrest right there like that, that i mean defunding the police like okay and plus two what ties into that too is like people say they want to get rid of the second amendment it's like okay well how are you going to protect yourself like, well, you get rid of the second, you're getting rid of your own personal protection, but then you want to defund police, then you're going to really have some, a, a lot of civil unrest because people are going to run rampant because they don't have people to protect them. 
but like it's a double-edged sword. So, so how do you combat that? Like, are you going to police your own neighborhoods? Are you going to deputize yourself? Like, people got to really think about what they say when they say stuff like that. Yeah, and, and some and then, people they want it for that exact reason. The exact reason what you just said last, where they dictate what goes on in their area. But if you're not a leader for yourself and for your own life, how you how can somebody expect for you to lead your community? And then they fall by the wayside because you're only looking out for yourself, what you can get out the deal, you know, or who you can mess around with because everybody expecting for you to protect them. And you feel like you get you should be afforded certain benefits just because, you know, and, you know, you, people, they don't really know. Sometimes you have people who can't take power uh, the right way. They use it to manipulate those around them. So, like you said, it is a double edged sword. Yeah. But I, I my computer is not. Yeah, I, I also want to, you know, since we're speaking on the statistics and everything um, from the proceedings of the National Academy of Science, police violence is a leading cause of death for young men in the United States. Over mm -hmm. the life course, about one in every 1000 black men can expect to be killed by the police. I read that one more time. Over the life course, about one in every 1000 black men can expect to be killed by the police. Risk of being killed by the police peaks between the ages of 20 year old and 35 year old for men and women and for all racial and ethnic groups. Black women and men and American Indian and Alaska Native women and many and men are significantly more likely than white women and men to be killed by the police. Latino men are also more likely to be killed by the police than are white men. So, mm -hmm. you know, those are just some quick stats on um, that. And, and the thing is, it's not about um, just bringing vitriol to officers out there that are doing the right things, like that are protecting us. Uh, that are coming to the cause of car accidents, just different things like that. This is not about that. This is just bringing awareness for those who may feel like the police can do no wrong and they should be justified no matter how bad it looks. These are for those people who need to hear that. And for those who you just want to spread this message to them to let them know, hey, you should also take this into account as well. You know, certain things we're addressing today. Yeah, but it's like, how are you going to defund the police? And it's like, okay, you can't, and you want to get rid of the Second Amendment. It's like, okay, well, how are you going to protect yourself amongst people that really, that are really out there committing crimes or that's really out there doing shit? It's like, how are you going to do that? So. Yeah, and which that's something that's never going to happen because it's it's too much of a, of a double-edged sword to where it's how it is right now. It, I think people would rather take that chance with how it is now than it go to where you have nobody protecting you at all, especially by the law. So then it's just a <clears throat> free for all. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people thought the purge was just a movie. The purge will be your everyday life. You know, if you defund yeah. the police, so you just got to be mindful of that. And it seems like they would have to implement that just to like get some of the riffraff out of the country or just get some of the people that's causing that's committing crimes out of the country. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't like come I with said, it. Yeah, yeah, it's just an uncivilized world, you know, basically, you know, that's just what it is. Yeah. And, and uh, real quick, I want to interject something. Um, And this is something I've been trying to work on personally about the, you know, a blank statement. I'm actually really with the actual definition of a blank statement, but uh, you know, for myself, there's been times where I felt like I might have said something like and I and I listened to it back or I might have posted something I'm like, you know what, maybe I could have worded that a certain way or maybe I, I should have really looked into that before I said that. And, you know, the definition of a blank statement is just assumes as the truth that something applies to absolutely everything it is discussing. You know, as an example, all people get angry and, you know, the difficulty with that statement is. When you're putting that over a group of people, not just about being angry, but, oh, black people are lazy or, or white people smell a certain type of way when they get wet. For for anybody that's in that group, even if they don't take it to heart, it can still affect, you know, the younger generation. Like, oh, that's what he think about me. So you can have people who grow up remembering what that one person said their whole life. And as they get older, only thing they care about is making sure that the, anybody from that race will never look at them. Uh, a certain way or never come down on them a certain way. So you have to be careful with what you're saying and making sure that you're doing your due diligence and going back to the chalkboard and saying, hey, okay, let me uh, make sure that I'm, I'm putting critical thinking into this and I'm not just, you know, saying something that 
you know, if you're going to offend somebody and you feel like, hey, it's, it's your truth and you're 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 putting out your disclaimer or you're just saying, hey, this is how I feel about certain people, whatever like that. that I can mm -hmm. understand that. But, you know, for myself, I caught myself doing that at times because of maybe uh, emotion or passion behind something that I felt at the time or something yeah. I've seen on TV. That's why the news can fuel you in the wrong way if you don't, you know, take hold of yourself. Yeah. And some some days I, I'm on it, and some days like today I am off my rocker because I don't know. It's just I don't know these shows right here. It's just sometimes you have a spirit in yourself that something is on your heart, and then you want to get to it and say it, and things just come out like clockwork. But I don't yeah. know. I just didn't know. I don't know how I was gonna feel today. So it's just I don't know. I guess I'm just in another state of mind. Like sometimes I just I don't. I get tired of ranting and raving about the ills of the world, and it's like you get tired of it and it's like okay okay we talk about this we talk about this agnosium we talk about this beating a dead horse and it's like okay are people really going to get it are people really getting what we're saying are people uncivilized world yeah people see it out there people interact with people every single day people interact with people all the time and it's like okay you see things are uncivilized you see the the stories you see the the world star hip-hops you see the and that's another thing i want to key in on like the all the social media stuff like you, you see the shit every day and you're out there and it's like okay you got to separate separate reality from what you see that's going viral and i think a lot of people they get caught up in this shit and this is how i was really trying to say it i'm warming up now so this is how really i was trying to say it it's like okay people try to go viral and try to you got to separate viral from real life and then people pick up and they do things and they get inspired or they get a, a battery in their back by seeing some shit and then they go out there and try to live it. But it's like, OK, people aren't really you got to make that discernment. Like people aren't really living like that. People aren't really going out there and and really doing the shit to go viral. It's like, OK, man, people mind. People got bills. People got struggles like people got struggles going on. People got, you know, and that's another thing I wanted to hit on. Like so far as the financial thing about the whole gas thing, like the you guys had that gas issue that was going on last week. And you really seen how people were acting. When you pulled up to the pump, you was like people were cutting people off. And so, and if we had a, a real fallout, if we had a real actual and a, uh, a, a, a apocalyptic fallout that people would really go to shit, people would really lose their minds because we're so in the norm. We're so, you know, caught up in, you know, having it easy in this Western society. Things are more, much more easier than in other countries. And if we had a fallout, we wouldn't know how to act. You talk about and we, but by things being so much together now, we're uncivilized towards each other now because we feel that we're entitled to a lot of things. People in this in, in this society, and especially in this country in America, we think we're entitled to a lot of shit. And then when we don't get our way, that's when we become uncivilized towards people. So, yeah, but that's that's just how it is. You know, it takes people who are gonna speak from the heart and you know give people you know how, exactly how they feel without sugarcoating it because like i said everything sounds crazy until it starts making sense and like yeah. you said people do see certain things that's going on right now in society but they try to dismiss it oh it's not that bad or you know or it, it's certain things they'll dismiss and the other things they'll be like a kid in the candy store oh they they, they just they gotta have it or it's just you know whatever they'll do whatever it takes to get what they want so it's just like hey if i gotta be on this bandwagon that's what i'm gonna do you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm gonna ride this bandwagon out until another better opportunity comes about and with the whole gas crisis it's, it's one of those things where you think about this country and how they always talk about you know just the cyber threats and all these you know other issues that we're having with this country when it comes to that and mm -hmm. honestly i feel at, at times that you have people who are infiltrated in this country who are working with, you know, other people from different countries, spies, all this stuff like that. This is not no 007, like the movies and all this stuff. It, it paints that as it's, you know, it's lucrative and it's, and it's something fun or whatever like that. But you have real spies. You have wolves and sheep's clothing in this country mm -hmm. that are working for other countries, double agents. It's real. You know, same thing as when you have certain empowerment groups try to come together and somebody thwart that because they have certain people that they, um, they weaponize in that group to make sure, hey, they don't get to a certain point. They get to a certain point where they can uh, uh, eradicate them from within. And they're wondering what happened. How come we're not excelling? How come the movement is not as strong? Is that's because you got a, a bad apple in there, you know, and that bad apple is going to turn everything else sour as well.
I think what it is, I think there ex people are, are experimenting with us. People don't believe it. People don't believe that, okay, America is a wealthy country. We're, we're a first world country. And it's people out there in, in America, we owe so much money to some of these other countries, well, to China, basically. We are in debt up to our assholes and elbows in China, trillions of dollars. And Biden is, he, he's writing out these bills and he's writing out these uh, stimulus packages and it's putting the country more in debt. And it's gonna be a time where our, our economic um, stability is gonna collapse in this country and people are not realizing it. And when that happens, I, I just think we're, we're, it's just like, you see, you're seeing all these plans to, uh, for, for like, uh, to keep people in, in, in control and to keep people in one concentrated area and to keep an eye on people and to spy on people. It, it, it's all, it's all, this shit is all a ruse, man, to, it might sound like some conspiracy theory shit, but I think they just they just plotting and planning against us just to see how we react to certain things when they shut down certain grids or just how they had the gas shut down or just how when the when the when the storm happened in in Texas here. They want to see how things happen when when society falls out, when the bottom falls out of society. And a lot of people don't think that shit happens, but it actually does. Yeah, it, it does happen in. And it's going to continue to happen because you have too many people that they don't want to just admit, hey, there's something wrong going on. Something doesn't sit right with me. Something doesn't add up. And, it, and it's nothing wrong with feeling that way. It's nothing wrong with feeling like, hey, something like, why are we operating this way? Why do we have this immediate issue of we have to go against each other? You know, whether it's race, whether it's gender, you know, where is all this coming from? And also, too, even people that, were nonviolent throughout history or they tried to lead certain you know uh missions they become targets and it's like why is that it's because whatever the agenda is whatever the system needs to happen and if somebody is coming in that way they find ways to get rid of that because mm -hmm. you know you have people who you even have people that come from the industry you have people who come from government that try to expose what's going on and people all oh, don't want to listen this person's crazy and when mm -hmm. you go back and break down certain things they said it's like you know what that actually made sense oh that actually is proof of what this person's saying but you don't want to believe it i think it's not just about just dismissing it i don't think it's just that easy i think it's more so you don't want the responsibility of hey now that you know the truth what are you going to do are you going to find ways to inform other people you're going to keep information to yourself or you're going to act like nothing happened and just go on with your life and that's what you know you got a, a good portion of people that that's what they do because it's what's what's comfortable hey it's comfortable for me to not say nothing go along with whatever's happening and then that's it being basically broken into submission i think you got two sectors you're right man but i also i also think to add you got two sectors of people i think what it is us as the so-called common people is we want the truth we want a straight shooter but then you have people the higher up people that is feeding us lies they're feeding us all types of shit and, and some people are just going to be sheep and believe it but you want people you got people out there like us out here some most people they want the truth they want a straight shooter because they don't want they don't want to be lied to like it's a breath of fresh air when you get somebody that's that's not putting up smoke and mirrors. Like you, you hear the cat uh, Kwame Brown coming out about all this stuff, right? And everybody's oh, yeah, saying, I've been, I've been watching that. Straight. Yeah, he, he's he, he, he's saying a lot of real shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he's a straight shooter and this, this, and that. It's like, but I say, I think people really like that. They like people who tell the truth and speak from the heart. It, but but the thing with that, it's either you're gonna be seen as a hero or you're gonna be seen as a villain. It's like some people they gonna want to shoot shoot that down and be like, oh man, this person right here that jaded, they're bitter and this this and that. But then you have people like, oh man, he talking this shit. You know what I'm saying? He he telling the truth. And some people that they'll it's 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 not an in between with a person like that. Either you gonna want the truth or you don't. And some people yeah. hide from. But what I'm seeing now, I believe, is like people are waking up to certain things and they're becoming more awakened to certain knowledge or certain things. And it's like they want the truth. They want. I think people can handle the truth now and people and, and with the, the with the with the Internet and people's hands and, and computers and technology. People can go and look things up for themselves. You don't have to be ignorant of, of a lot of information. You can just go out there and just look things up. And it's people like, oh, I didn't know this was like this. This was like that. Like, OK, huh. Maybe some truth to this and that.
and people aren't believing the bullshit shenanigans that's going on with people uh, of the powers that be. They're not believing that shit no more. They're going and looking this shit up for themselves. So when they hear it coming from somebody, they're going to be like, hey, shit, this person, they on point. They're telling the truth, raw and unfiltered. And that's what most people want. Yeah. And you, you, you brought up Kwame Brown, which, which is a good segue about not being, you know, butt broken. Because mm -hmm. for him, he was always picked on from, well, as he as he says it from uh, early childhood, you know, he, you know, certain things and he built up tough skin. But you have certain people in the media. Oh, we need to build up our community. You know, how come, you know, black folks are doing this, black folks are doing that. But then you constantly coming down this man. Oh, he a bust. He trash and stuff like that. Now you saying that about him on the court. But you don't know how he he could have equated that to life. He could have took his own life because you got powerful people in the media. Your Stephen A's, uh, you know, like Matt Barnes, you know, other people uh, yeah, of that Stephen nature Jackson. that have, yeah. have, yeah, Stephen Jackson, other people that have called him out. Now, if you call him out about his game, oh, he's sorry, he can't, he's not, he's not good at basketball or whatever. Okay, but how long are you gonna do that? Because they've been talking about him for twenty years. He's always the butt of all jokes. Now that he's he's woken up. You know, it's not like he woke not not just a little cliche that men use on Twitter and all that. But as far as say, look, I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm not going to have people dictate certain narratives about me when I know who I am. And I, I appreciate that because he's not butt broken. And for those that don't understand what butt breaking is, you know, or one of the definitions from the history of yesterday.com states that butt breaking may have been utilized as an outlet for homosexual slave owners to act out their sexual desires on men without attracting the stigma associated with being gay. And I want people to take note of this last part. Homosexuality during this era would have been shunned. So think about that. It would have been shunned during this era, but shockingly raping male slaves as a form of punishment was acceptable. So, and you equate that in today's time, how the warrior class, we don't see too many of our black men in in the major spotlight as the warrior class. They see more as the beta males. They see more as the yes men, more of, let me give this big smile, tap dance, go along with what the narrative is, and then blame it on my own people. But then you're afraid to speak out on the world or this country as a whole because the talking points have already been drummed up for you. And, you know, man, and, and how do you feel about that? Uh, the, the whole bug breaking situation? Yeah, the I think, bug break situation that has applied today. Uh, I think it's just a, a form of emasculation. Like they do it as a form of control, like saying, hey, um, your man, like, because like the man in, 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 the, uh, in the, the dominant society knows this. The man is the head of the household and the head of of the family and the head of, uh, of uh, we have a patriarchy. It's, it's, it's pretty much patriarchy. People, I'm not using it as a derogatory term, but it's just, you know, if you have a patriarch in the house, you know, things, you know, run a certain way. And um, if the male is ahead, they, they, they see our men, they saw us as powerful. So what the powers that be, the dominant society, what they did was they took that and was like, okay, well, I'm gonna sexually break this man because his women are going to look at him like, okay, well now he's less than because he can't even protect himself. He can't even protect himself. So if he can't protect himself, how is he going to protect his family? And they made that, and that put the psychological uh, trauma towards our, our women and saying, oh damn, well he had this done to him. So he, it, we, so we must, so we, we, we need to get with the dominant society and have them protect us because but now this is where you have this dissension at, you know what I'm saying? Because we have been emasculated so many times, you know, through back then and up until now, it's like we, we've been degraded and things said about us. And it's like, and it's like we have a narrative written about us as black men that, that paints a bad picture. And this is why we're, we're at where we're at now, because we, we need to get it back. And this is why we need to get, we have, we're having a voice now and we need to get it back. And, we're putting out the narrative now that, hey, this is what's been happening to us so long. So, you know, we need to get back as a family unit, a patriarch, matriarch. We need to come back as a family unit and work together as black men and black women so we can, you know, 
be the best we can do and strive to be the best we can be. But and, and the thing with that also is like I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, bro. No, it's I not have good, I'm gonna I'm 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 pick up on you know emasculating of, and this is from historyofyesterday.com. Uh, this is you know one last part I want to um, speak on about that. Emasculating a population is more effective and far less politically damaging than hard genocide. A hard genocide is a direct destruction of a people through mass murder. A soft genocide is a direct destruction of a people by influencing their culture and thus their behavior. For instance, integration was used to destroy the revolutionary spirit of the black communities. So if a person can infiltrate your culture, a.k.a. infiltrate your mind, a.k.a. you feel that even though everybody that you see is seemingly taking off bits and pieces of what makes us unique, at the same time telling us why we're not unique. So mm -hmm. now you're feeling confused and you're wondering which way I'd go because I don't want to come off as a coon or I don't want to come off a certain way to my own people, but I also want to be able to resonate with other people. But you can do that. You can resonate with other groups of people. But at the same time, too, if you're selling yourself out for the validation of somebody else because they feel insecure or, you know, just inferior towards your group from what whatever was passed down to them by their grandparents or whatever like that you know that's just not right as a whole but we go through that and there's certain and that's why when it comes to these bills that are not being passed that could be seen as a part of reparation they're not because like it takes somebody else going through it to say oh it's an issue now when we're going through it it's like ah uh, well maybe if they got their community right or maybe if they wasn't killing each other these certain things wouldn't happen so it's just always the deflection and, and just the dismissive of our plight. Yeah, that, that's that's the issue I have with that bill, though. It's like, OK, so it took y'all a year to say, OK, well, we're going to come out and and, you know, for a discrimination bill towards Asian-Americans. But we've been going through harsh treatment for like over 450, 500 years and we can't get anything passed in legislation. I think it's all bullshit, but this is that's the undermining America has for us as a race. They undermine us so much. So, yeah. And and you and you brought up about that, that hate crime bill. Um, and, and, and with that with that bill, what it states, and this is from NPR.org, it states that it aims to make the reporting of hate crimes more accessible at the local and state levels by boosting public outreach and ensuring Reporting resources are available online in multiple languages. It also directs the Department of Justice to designate a point for person to expedite the review of hate crimes relative to COVID-19 and other and, and authorize grants to state and local governments to conduct crime reduction programs to prevent and respond to hate crimes. So and, and that bill was uh, passed, I want to say, about two days ago, to be exact. So you can't say, oh, it's the Asian virus or, or the Kung Fu virus and all that shit like that, because that's because it's deemed as a hate crime. Yeah, that's that's exactly correct. And that's why, you know, they're they're setting up certain websites. Uh, and matter of fact, one website is called ADL.org, where you can report anything anti-Semitic, bias mm -hmm. or discriminatory incident. And, and it's ADL.org and it's fighting hate for good. So you can report any type of incident on there uh, as well. And any of uh, the resources that we use today will be uploaded um, for the show next week. So you'll be able to have all this information for who all listening and anybody you share this with just a heads up. Yeah. But so we so we can't even get a crime bill passed with. People shooting us for being like they can't. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah, wow. it, it is. It is. And, and and another thing that's also crazy. Did you hear about the senator Tim Scott from uh, South Carolina? What he said about yeah, heard, the country? Yeah, not, be, not being racist. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And also, you know, Kamala Harris, she, she said that, you know, America isn't racist, but racism exists. Hmm. You know, and, and her her words were, "I don't think America is a racist country," she said. But we also have to speak truth about the history of racism in our country and its existence today. Now, that statement right there about speaking about the history of racism in our country, it directly goes against, you know, what the I guess critical race theory is about 
speaking on certain things to where you have bills being passed, like the mm -hmm. governor from Oklahoma, where, okay, we don't want to, we don't, we don't feel like our teachers should be speaking about certain things that could be divisive. So now you have it to where it's like, we only going to acknowledge what we want to acknowledge. So if we want to acknowledge this person's plight, we're going to do that. But for this group or for this community and everything that they've been through, it's going to be skewed. It's going it, to, we're going to, we're going to acknowledge what we want to acknowledge about them. And then they're just going to have to take it like that. So that's why you have to educate your kids yourself. And when they go to school, you know, you, you know, you break down things they learn from history or whatever like that. If you're helping them out with school, but make sure that you're also teaching them about their own history, because you can't expect to get that from somebody that, that doesn't look like them. And if you, they do get in something it's most time about, you know, especially in history, slavery, or things that make them seem like they was always inferior. Oh, you know, this is what y'all came through. You know, you had Martin Luther King because they love boosting him up because he was non-violent. But at the same time, they took him out in a non-violent way. So there you go with that. But they always want to prop him up. But then, you know, it's just crazy, man. Uncivilized world is where we live in, and we try to find pockets of peace. We try to make the best of it. But we're going to speak on how we feel. We're going to speak on the way we see the world. And we're not going to sugarcoat it. You know, we're going to try to bring in stats that can help complement the things we're saying. So that way you can go back and do your own research. Because you don't, you don't have to take nothing we say for face value. You can go back and, and listen, you know, and, and read for yourself. Because that will empower you even more. So when somebody brings something to your attention, oh, did you hear about this on the news? Did you hear uh, this celebrity say that? Yeah, I heard that celebrity say that. But that, that actual bill... Or oh, the actual statement has been debunked because it's not really uh that's not the truth they're only speaking of from their point of view but not exactly word for word or verbatim of what's actually going on so you know you have to be you have to you have to be able to weaponize yourself with the facts and and things that's going on you know especially in politics if you're going to be speaking about that yeah yeah you came with you came with the statistics today and the facts man i, I was not i was ill prepared i was unprepared in that aspect, man, man. It, it, it's all good, man. You know, this was, you know, this was something where I didn't want to just, of course, you know, speak about the police and, 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 the, and the bad cops doing what they're doing. But I, I wanted to take it around full circle about politics, about um, certain things just going on, the butt breaking aspect, because that's big because me and you were both black heterosexual men. So mm -hmm. we have words like toxic masculinity, which goes into the media manipulation, which is why. You know, that was brought up to show that they will influence certain people in society to have these certain talking points. You like, where did this come from? When certain yeah. things are trending, it's not just trending because it's like, oh, it's just that popular. It's because it's put out a certain way. You know, it's something of yeah. uh, something forced to get people talking about it, to deflect from something else that we should be talking about. Yeah, it's an agenda. It's a, it's a propaganda. That's, that's all it is. Brainwashing. And they know certain people aren't going to do their due diligence. But like I was saying earlier, it's like it's going to it's more people that's looking into things. It's more people that's uh, they got the Internet at the fingertips. So they're going to look up stuff and fact check. They're going to be like, OK. But then you notice how they come out, too, with like this thing about uh, if like, OK, you, you know, Riza Islam, right? How you come out with the covid, um, the covid uh, facts and all that stuff like that. And they say, oh, yeah. this needs to be fact checked. Like uh is it a covid covid fact check and like they try to put like a label on it it's, it's like these these uh tags that come out i, I can't i don't have the words to find anything today <laughs> i'm just yeah. out of um yeah and they just and they put that out there like that you know to, to like discredit them like they try to discredit people that's actually coming out with actual facts but that will make you go and do your research even more though so yeah it it, it definitely will because when you're seeing celebrities just randomly on commercials talking about taking the vaccine or, or doing these other things, I'm looking at it as, okay, of course you got paid for this, but you know, I understand if you want to bring awareness just so you can say, Hey, I did tell people there's other options besides if you don't want to take it. But also if you have your own platform, speak on how you feel about it. But then that's the thing they can't because the people that are paying them are going to make sure, Hey, you speak about this. We're going to cut you from um, getting these certain gigs. We're going to cut you from, you know, being able to put certain music out, we're gonna we're gonna make sure your pockets are hit, you know. So, and and that's definitely an issue. And and one more thing I, that you you made me uh, think about. So I was on YouTube uh, this this weekend, or I'm I'm gonna say like maybe Thursday, right? 
And have you heard of the guy? We, we, well, have you heard of Billy Porter? Billy Porter. Oh, you talking about the, the dude that be uh, gracing the red carpets with dresses? Yes, Billy Porter. Yeah, yeah that's correct. So he, he, he came out and he mentioned about, you know, he was HIV positive. Yeah. And I, I made a comment on the Breakfast Club uh, as far as in the comments. I said, I hope that Hello? all is well with him, but also the same people that he was tap dancing for and was seeking validation. I hope those are the same people that's in his corner, because one thing I noticed about the media or, or when people or when our people are doing certain things like that, mm -hmm. the light is on them for whatever antics they have going on until they actually get into something serious. And now that light is no longer there. Just like with DMX, it's like as long as he's making them money and, and doing things like that, it's all good. But when he's speaking out his truth, how he feels about the industry or the world in general, it's like, uh, we're going to shed light about his past. We're just going to keep it on that because we want to uh, detour people from the stuff that he's saying that could make people wake up or make people want to go back and see what's going on in life. And I'm also mentioning about there's agendas put out to elevate people like him, you know, as far as with Billy Porter. And somebody mentioned, okay, what agendas when he was, I, and I'm thinking this was probably was a kid, a young person, but they said, okay, what agendas when he was singing to kids on Sesame Street, like those agendas. And I told them that anybody can do something good, but at the same time, also Lil Nas X was on there and you see what he puts out. You see his imagery and his videos and what he represents. So the thing is you can do good, but also too, the, the, the youth, the, the generations to come, they want to get them early because when you can confuse their mind or when you can manipulate them, now you've taken out the world class, you've taken out not even just the world class, but you're taking out people who are going to be leaders and stand up against things that don't seem right. I'm not talking about just uh, your sexual orientation, but when certain laws are being passed, certain injustices are happening in this country, in this world, speak up about it. But when you make it seem like, oh, well, don't worry about that. It's just all about free will. It's all about, you know, just floating in the clouds and, you know, just, you know, and, uh, having nobody dictate who you are, just be you and all that. All that's, that's cool and all, but you have to mm -hmm. deal with real world situations. Your sexuality is not going to stop a bullet from blowing your fucking head off. You know what I mean? That's what people got to understand. Like, it's all it's time out for the games. So, this is not a bash on anybody that represents any different group, political, sexual, whatever like that. But when it comes down to it, if a person has ill will towards you, they're going to take it out on you. So you need to understand that playing around in serious times is not it. You know, you, of course, as we always say, find things that make you feel good. But if, if you know right and wrong, you have to be responsible. You have to, you know what I mean? Don't something happens oh well see all, all this black community like this or oh, it's all white people like that no you take accountability for what you do and the people that you come across how can you make a difference for somebody how can you say something that's going to have a kid stop doing something that's bad or people that you grew up with are you reaching back out to them to say hey bro hope you're doing good i have heard you know this situation happened to you you know no there's a way out no you can have something better for yourself are you speaking to people in your community that way because if you're not then you could be saving lives yourself. You could save thousands of lives because they may have thousands of people they influence. So you just never know. So we have to stop this whole charades of just trying to get along to just have a uh, a seat at the table, and then we're you know we're afraid to call anything out. That's not it. I think what it is too that we revel in victimhood. Like what it is, they make it. They make being a victim so. Uh, not profitable, but they make being a victim like they champion that. And what it is, they want you to play the victim so you can gain some sympathy. And once you gain that sympathy, they think it's going to alleviate any ills of the world. And that's not how shit happens. Just because you're a victim, just because you label yourself a gay black man, lesbian black woman, or or white white trans transgender, this it's not going to stop anything. Or you're a straight white male. Or I have all the privileges. Or, or you're a heterosexual black man. That you know, it's it's not gonna stop anything. Like you said, if somebody wants to do harm to you, they're gonna do it, no matter. And people play the victim, thinking that's gonna stop anything. Or they play. Or people have a victimization, victimization, victimization in mentality because they want to get on the side of of this. Uh, how would you say the uh, new generation or how would you, I, I cannot find the words to say shit today. I don't know what's wrong with yeah, you. I, I, I mean, 
you know, but beyond just the bandwagon, it's, it's just more so what what's going to be beneficial. You know what I mean? I guess just to break down as simple as time, what's, what's beneficial? Yeah. It's beneficial for me to speak out against uh, the, the injustices that happen in this country, or is it better for me to tap dance around it because I won't offend nobody? You're going to offend somebody either way it goes. You're going to offend somebody by not speaking about something. You're going to offend somebody by speaking about something. So you just have to make sure that you're com- – and that's a matter of fact. You you, you maybe bring up uh, – think of something. When you're not comfortable with, within yourself, you're you're going to be a puppet for anybody. Anybody can control mm-hmm. you. They can, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you're just a vessel. You don't have yeah. your own mind. You're a vessel. So they flow through you. Hey – we need you to go out here. We need you to say this. And we want you to make us believe it when you say it too. Oh, yeah. Also, too, don't do it so uh don't you know don't 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 do it to where you know you, you feel so empowered. You know, I feel like you should really do it where it's more like lighthearted. We don't want that toughness, you know, especially if you, you know, are a, a, a black man. When you we go in there, just kind of do a little bit more saucy, you know what I mean? Because we don't, you know, that toughness kind of you know it, it detracts certain people, like, well, why are you so you know feeling so bold or so empowered you have people who look down on other groups because that's just what it is and so if you don't have your own mind you're gonna think oh i'm still a slave i'm still just a nigga i'm still just whatever like that or i'm just this asian person i'm just this white person that i get all the blame because of what all my you know what maybe some ancestors have done but it's just not right you shouldn't have to take up that blame but also too if you're benefiting from that blame and you're using it for your own purposes, then you're part of the fucking problem. And it's time for people to understand that. Don't speak out about something if you're not going to be able to actually understand how it's affecting somebody else. And then you're using it to your benefit. And people don't, they don't speak on that part of it. Oh, you know, Black Lives Matter or this or that, this and that. But then this, at the end of the day, you're using the same tactics that are disenfranchising us as a community. How does that make sense? So it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, we gotta get out of that victimhood mentality. Just like you say, but see people see it as beneficial. They see it as beneficial for themselves, and they think it's gonna all unite people. Victimization? No, victimization. That what that does is make people misuse you even more and mistreat you even more. It doesn't show strength. Victim victimhood doesn't show strength. It doesn't show strength at all. And I think that's what some of us need to get through, especially us as black people. When we join that bandwagon, we need to really. Look at who's using us and we're getting used as pawns. And not only not only black people, but just people in general who, who use the victimhood mentality as as, as like a, their cloak for defense. It's like, okay, well, okay, well, you're using this, but it's like they're using that. Like I keep saying about agendas, because like every at the end of the day, people will use you and even if it's a higher up or whoever, people will use you to gain to get ahead or get their point across or get something out of the deal. People gonna do that. People gonna use people don't like to think people use people, but people will use you. And it's not being cynical or negative or anything like that, but people will use people for anything they have just to gain an advantage. And, and that's what yeah. where we're living at today. They yeah, they find your weaknesses, they yeah. plot against your weaknesses, and then now they know how to that's why if you break up with somebody or you're at work. And you like, man, this person always get up under my skin. You know why they get up under your skin? It's because they understand how to penetrate your armor. Your armor being your peace of mind. Your, mm-hmm. your peace of mind is your armor. And when people know how to infiltrate that, they're going to use that to gain, like you said, leverage. And to also let you know, hey, don't get too ahead of yourself or don't be too proud of yourself. Because at the end of the day, I may be one to take your position or whatever the case may be, whatever the situation is at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I know we didn't we didn't touch a lot of topics today, man. Anything else you want to add on, or you know, oh, nah, what, man. I, I've been I've been tongue tied today. I haven't usually. I have the the vernacular to say all types of stuff, but I don't know. I just been I don't know. I just been out of it today. I just I think some of this shit it just weighs on my mind. Is where it's like okay, well, I want some type of fucking escapism because you can get burnt out talking about this shit all the time, like. Yeah, I came up with the subject and everything, and I came, but you came with the fire today. You held me down, bro. I appreciate that. You, you held it's me down. It's all good. It's, it's all good, man. Because at the end of the day, that's why everything that was brought out today was to get it all out. Because next month, for people that don't know or been keeping up with us, will be a year for us. And 
It'll be season two once we get everything figured out. But also, the energy is still going to be where it needs to be at. But, you know, we're, we're going to look into making sure that we're giving you the lighthearted stuff, but also we're giving you the meat and potatoes of everyday life because that's what we need. And this this topic today was one of the ways where we wanted to close out before our year mark. We wanted to just take everything, how we felt, the energy, the pain of the people from all different communities and put it into today's show. That's why you got the stats. That's why you got the real raw emotion, because we're blessed to still be here. The people that's listening to us right now, you're blessed to be listening, not to us, but to be alive, you know, in general. And that's what we're doing this for. So we're, we're, we're very excited about our trajectory and the things that we have going on. And, and me and Kevin, no matter what the situation is, we're going to hold each other up. We're going to hold each other accountable. So at the end of the day, what he brings to the table is very valuable. What I bring to the table is very valuable. And together, we're going to continue to create dialogue that's going to push us forward and push the world forward. That includes everybody, your gender, your political, everybody. That's what we're doing. But we will, we will point out the injustices and the wrongdoings of certain people from these communities. So don't ever get that twisted. You know what I mean? We're not just going to, you know, ponder like everything is all roses and and sunny days and stuff like that. We're not going to do it like that. We want days like that for the world, but we know it's not like that. So we're going to be balanced in this. But, you know, I just wanted to put that out, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. What's you, man? my back. Hey, man. Hey, that's how it is, man. It, you know, uh, people who know us, they understand our history. We, we've had each other back. And, you know, they can listen to our earlier episodes to get an idea of, you know, our, our relationship as, as friends, brothers and stuff like that, how it's amplified us and pushed us to where we at right now, being a year within this show, being almost 10 years of friendship. So this is not for show. You know, this is two people that came together as friends, as brothers and wanted to create something that not just about being lucrative, because some people, they will create certain um situations to where it's about oh, i gotta make money i'm gonna say and do whatever to make money and then once i do that i'm gonna stop really like putting out that real information especially when it comes to certain things the podcast or building communities so some communities are built off lies and then when it's all torn down it's like there's nothing else left that can come from that and we're not we're not trying to do that at all you know what i mean so uh it's just you know real information and and, and point of view from the heart yeah, there's a lot of it's a lot of, found, a lot of uh, shows out there built off a of house of cards. It's a lot of a lot of platforms built off a of house of cards. And with us, we're trying to build a solid foundation. We're trying to we we have stories and topics. If you go back and listen to our archives, we got a bunch of stuff out there. It's really thick. It re it really deals it deals with the deep on the deeper end of uh, serious subjects. We don't talk about mundane surface level shit like we. I think we take the time and we actually really think about what we're talking about. Like we actually have subjects that we put together. Like, hmm, this is we 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 dive into stuff that we think are real world things. Like we don't just talk about, you know, trivial. Like, oh well, Nicki Minaj's album is that J Cole's album? Like, okay, that's all well and good, but it's, a, it's times you got to have escapism. Like me at this point, I feel like I should have some escapism because you see things every day, and it's like. Damn man, damn man, this is like weighing me down. Like the, you go to work, you come home, like it's like me, I'm I'm watching playoff basketball. That's that's my escapism. And yeah. you know, it's, and you gotta have it sometimes to come back to it. You see something that really that's really on your heart and on your soul, and then you can come back and really like expound on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I definitely you get it. cleanse yourself and then come back and be like, okay, this is really on my heart right now, so I gotta get this off. Yeah, because you have to live life to speak about it. And so when you have that time to be a way to regain yourself, it makes a huge difference. And, you know, I, and I think I think that's a great point, because like I went out last night, I had a good time and it felt good to just get away because, I, you know, like the end of the week, I really wasn't really, you know, just kind of feeling it, just thinking about personal things, just life in general. Mm -hmm. And it can weigh on you when you just when you really sit and think about life. When you really sit and think about it, it can weigh on you. So to have the outlets, it makes a difference. And I think 
I mean, that's been a blessing, like playoffs, you know, watching sports and stuff like that. Like it, it does help doing just eat like for myself. Sometimes I might just go to the park, might go for a walk and I'm like, OK, good. I feel good. The sun is is I'm getting I'm getting, you know, what I'm saying the, the fuel I need from the sun, just the, the earth, the trees, different things of that nature. So uh, it, it helps out, man. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I, I go to the court around the corner. Like, I go to the gym around the corner and just and go hoop. That's my sanctuary. Yep. I'm getting, so, ready to do, I'm getting ready to join this boxing gym up the street. It's like a mile from the house. I'm getting ready to get back in the box, like a legit boxing gym, trainer all. So I'm going to learn how to KO some people out. I'm not just joking. Yeah, <laughs> man. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It's, hey, I'm going to be looking forward to you. Uh, you know, your highlights. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. I'm gonna put that on. I, I raced them other two. I said, Man, I want to get in there when I'm actually legit getting back into it when I'm up to speed, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm posting some things, man. You know, but yeah, man, it's been a good show, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, hey, this has been another edition of the Southern Frame of Mind podcast, aka Renewed Kings. New Kings, exactly, exactly. Hey, well, hey, man, you be blessed. All the listeners, everybody out there, y'all be blessed. And thank y'all so much for supporting us. And we will continue on. All right. Peace. All right. Peace.